I grew up in a rural area. You know, there was no modern medicine. They, they didn't even have a clinic and it was pretty far away. So if, if you're poor over there, access to medicine is, is very difficult. My uncle, he was, a, he was a lawyer at that time and uh, he wanted to help the local community. So he spent money out of his pocket and uh, you know, did a lot of nonprofit to, to bring clinics and doctors um, in, in, in our area to help the poor population. And that kind of really inspired me to do the same. I grew up in Pakistan actually for about 12 years of my life. So it was very apparent to me the, the foot and ankle dysmorphia that goes on over there, the diabetic population and the non-conservative approaches and the high rates of amputations. And so that sort of influenced me right away. I would see kids my age that were young and you know disabled. As I, I came to America and learned all the other different medical fields, and it just really always stood out to me to be able to you know help somebody walk again or feel comfortable again. Welcome to MDF Instruments Crafting Wellness Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Sean. I am a first-year medical student. I am in podiatric medicine and foot and ankle surgery. My name is Murat Razak. Um, I'm going to be a first-year medical student. Um, I'm going to start next year. You guys are obviously friends. I would love to hear kind of how, you, how this friendship happened. So it's funny, actually. We met in the gym. So we were actually working out. We both are from Brooklyn, New York. I was working out, he was working out, and we just looked super stressed. So I just came up to him, or I don't know, it was the other way around, and we asked each other, we're like, hey, what's going on, everything's good? And then he's like, yeah, I'm studying for the MCATs. And I'm like, oh, me too. And then that's sort of where it clicked off. And then we just started talking about medicine, the different fields, and our interest in it. And that's sort of where it sprung into. And then we started working out regularly together. And then it just became uh, pretty much a great friendship and bond. How long have you guys known each other now? Approximately two years. Two to three. So you're both from Brooklyn, New York. And did you, so did you meet in Brooklyn then? So we did meet at Brooklyn. It was actually a plant fitness gym. Uh, we were just working out and then we were just like, you get that vibe, you know, when you can tell another person's in medicine and we just saw him and I'm like, hey, are you, um, you're all right? Everything's okay. And then I looked pretty stressed out too. And then it ended up being the same exact thing that we're doing. We were studying for the MCATs together. Wow. Okay. So Sean, are you, you're already, you're an MS1 right now, right? Correct, correct. So um, it's a little bit different for podiatry. So we call it P1. So uh, podiatric medicine is really super specific. It's like we already basically get to choose what our specialty is and we go straight into it. Your specialty is foot and ankle surgery, right? Right. Podiatry and foot and ankle surgery. Yep. And so and that's why you're in Chicago right now? Correct. So I'm right now in Chicago. I just moved in. It's been like three days. We got it all together. It's looking a little homey in here. But um, yeah, that's why I'm in Chicago right now. I did the whole application process. I did it um, this year in the beginning around February or March. There was an early decision, um, interviewed at a bunch of podiatry schools, went there, checked it out, saw which one fits me best. And yeah, so I just got here. It's been three days and I'm looking forward to it. I start classes in about a week. I have an orientation week ahead of me too. So I'm really excited for all that. Awesome. Okay, and Murad, what about you? Um, you obviously have applied to medical school and you're gonna get ready to go as well. Where are you going? Yeah, um, so I'm going to be attending uh, SUNY Downstate in Brooklyn. And uh, so similar to similar to Sean, I, I also applied uh, through early decision program. And uh, things works a little bit differently for, for SUNY Downstate, the program that I got in. It's, uh, it's basically conditionally accepted for the next upcoming medical uh, class, which starts in August. And, uh, and uh, you know, as part of the program, 
program, I have to do uh, two summers of basic courses to prepare me for for the for the medical school. So I already did uh, first part um, last week. I actually completed it, and uh, I have the next. Um, well, I have a gap in between, and then the next summer I'll be doing another one month of uh, pre-course, and then I'll start med school. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know there were like pre-courses before you went. That's cool. Yeah. But the MCAT is out of the way. We did that. We passed. Everything is fine. I hear it's like an eight-hour test, right? It's a long one. It's 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 eight hours. It's exhausting. Uh, On top of that, you have to you have to prepare for it. So you're basically doing, you know, a lot of eight-hour exams constantly, uh, and then it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Ah, uh, did you both only have to do the MCAT once, or did you have to take it more than one time? Just, just um, once with me. Once as well, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so, so um, Sean, we know your specialty, and Murad, you don't know what you're going to be doing yet. You're kind of still trying to decide. Do you have any idea of a direction that you want to go, or are you still just really um, keeping it ambiguous at this time? Uh, I mean, I have a little bit of sense of direction where I think I might be going into uh, sports medicine. So I, I love sports. I've been playing soccer for, for a while now. And, you know, obviously I love medicine. So um, I looked into sports medicine. That's something that I really like. Uh, but I have, to, I have to do more. I have to, you know, shadow and uh, find out what exactly, you know, it comes with. And, uh, and then I will see. But for now, I have sports medicine in mind. I also love internal medicine as well. So those are two things that, that you know, I'm looking into as of now. Yeah, I saw that you're an avid soccer player and also um, into karate, right? I saw you had a, a belt of some kind. So uh, tell us a little bit about your soccer journey. Have you been doing that your whole life? Uh, yes, yeah, soccer. I've been, I've been playing for, for a long time, ever since I was, I was a little kid. But I started playing soccer seriously uh, when I came here around like 2011. And um, I'm part of a team here in Brooklyn, local team. And... Uh, I've been part of the team for about seven years, and uh, we are we are playing semi-professional, which is like you know fourth, fifth division here in the U.S. So we we're going to start. Well, the season is already rolling, so I'm I'm currently playing every weekend. Uh, I've had the pleasure to captain the team as well since 2020, um, so it's been going really well, and I'm very I'm very happy. I love that. And Sean, for you, I noticed that you're EMS, and so can you tell us a little bit about um, how you got started in that and how long you did that for? So I started emergency medical technician classes actually while I was in high school, my senior year. I was 17 at the time. And I went ahead, I took the course, uh, passed it. I think I was like the second youngest in my class because you had to be 18 to get certified. So as soon as um, the exam rolled out, it was actually two days after my birthday. So I was able to get certified and be able to work as an EMT. And then since then, I've been working for about five years now with a great unit in the city. Um, it's nonprofit and basically we do free work. Basically, um, it works with a, a fundraiser basically. So basically uh, private people basically um, funded, but we don't charge our patients anything. So it was five years of basically volunteering and not taking a penny from patients. So that really um, stood out to me. And I always sort of had an interest um, in emergency medicine and stuff. So it also sparked that up. And then from that, I was able to gateway more opportunities I worked also as a medical director at one of the summer camps um, consecutively for like two, three years. And so it's, it's been a great journey with that, but it's time to put the, the uniform down, put the scrubs on now. 
Yeah, I loved all those pictures I saw on social of you wearing the uniform and all the kind of behind the scenes of what you guys do. It's really awesome. I, I wonder, this is a question for both of you. What drew you to medicine? Was there a moment in your life that you like knew I want to help people, I want to get into healthcare? Or what, what kind of drew you to this? Was Did something happen? Or did you always know? Or did you try a different path and then decide, no, actually, this is where I want to go? I'd love to just hear about each of your journeys into finding this career path. So basically for me, um, I grew up in Pakistan actually for about 12 years of my life. So it was very apparent to me, the, the foot and ankle dysmorphia that goes on over there, the diabetic population and the non-conservative approaches and the high rates of amputations. And so that sort of influenced me right away. I would see kids my age that were young and, you know, disabled. And to be able to, it, it sort of drove me right away that, you know, this is my focus and this is what I wanted to do. And as I, I came to America and learned all the other different medical fields, and it just really always stood out to me to be able to, you know, help somebody walk again or feel comfortable again, or it's one of those great um, medical fields that's sort of like hidden, uh, like a hidden gem, basically, I'd say. So we get to basically um, be a professional at all levels when it comes to a foot and ankle. So it could be something like a neuro, neuro problem that you're, you got to put on your neuro hat for that day and be a neurologist for the foot and ankle. If it's a derm problem, you're going to be a dermatologist for that day for the foot and ankle. If it's a surgical problem, you're going to be a surgeon that day for the foot and ankle. So it's really great that I basically get to sort of get all of the specialties together and at the same time focus into what I really like to do, which is um, the foot and ankle. Bones in the human foot. I know that. Yes. Um, yes. You know, our feet take us everywhere, right? They take us everywhere we want to go from the time that we're born and learn how to walk to the very last of our days. I mean, it's actually really beautiful when you think about your feet. I know it's kind of strange, but I think about this, these kinds of things sometimes. And I'm like, wow, like think about all the places and all the things my, my feet have taken me, places I didn't want to go when I was scared and I showed up for it anyway, you know? And um, it's just, I don't know, something about that is, is just really beautiful to me. And, um, and I know that if your feet don't work, if you're having any kind of bone problems in your feet or ankles or nail problems, there's so many things that can go wrong in your feet because the bones are so small that it can really affect your, you know, your day, your day-to-day -day life and your ability to exercise and just your ability to be mobile. Uh, so I think it's a really, really important thing what you're doing. Brad, for you, what about you? What, what drew you to medicine? What's your kind of story of how you got here? I know probably being, being playing soccer and sports medicine and stuff maybe inspired that, but I'd love to hear. So for me, uh, it's it's not been a single experience, but rather it's been different string of experiences that brought me into medicine. Uh, so again, I, I also uh, grew up, I grew up in Bangladesh um, for about similar to Sean, about 10, 12 years. And uh, early on, um, I grew up in a rural area where where uh, medicine was, I mean, you know, there was no modern medicine. They, they didn't even have a clinic and it was pretty far away. So if, if you're poor over there, access to medicine is, is very difficult. So um, my uncle, he was, a, he was a lawyer at that time and uh, he wanted to help the local community. So he spent money out of his pocket and uh, you know, did a lot of nonprofit to, to bring clinics, uh, doctors um, in, in, in our area to help the poor population. And that kind of really inspired me to do the same. Um, I wasn't interested in law, but I, I love sciences. I love medicine. At that time, I didn't really know medicine. I, I just love sciences, asking a lot of questions. And so my uncle really, uh, you know, he, he told me about why don't you try 
medicine in the, in the future. So that's, that's like the, the naive interest that I had early on. And then ever since then, I really uh, didn't look into any, anything else besides medicine. Uh, so, you know, I came to U.S. Um, I started pursuing a career in medicine. Um, I started doing science classes, majoring in biochemistry eventually in, in college uh, and shadowing and doing all these other experiences that, that really made me learn more about more uh, about what medicine is really about, as well as, you know, liking it more, uh, getting deeper interest. Uh, but what really, uh, you know, it was like the last thing that really inspired me was that I had a close person who uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And that experience really showed me what medicine is about because I've got to have a first experience of uh, visiting the clinic with them, seeing the suffering that I had to go through, but also seeing the hope that medicine can bring, um, the hope that a, a good doctor can bring. And that's something that I wanted to emulate as well, being a physician. Wow, Murad, that's really beautiful. I, um, I, I wonder just coming from somewhere else, both of you coming from somewhere else and seeing our healthcare system here, I'm sure that there's a lot you could see and as you get into your future careers more, a lot of probably changes that we do a lot of things wrong here as far as the ability that we have to give people health and, and healthcare and access to it. But, you know, a lot medicine for profit is a big thing here. Whereas I feel like in other places, it the profit isn't the driving force. The driving force is actually trying to help people and make them better because there's already so much suffering. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on on that? Absolutely. Um, I 100% I agree. I think that medicine here, um, you know, has a lot of gaps and it needs to be addressed. I, and, I, and as a physician, um, I know that we, we are the leader, we'll be leader to, to, you know, to be the voice for those uh, that are in need, especially the, the, the poor population here that really don't have much access to medicine. Even though, uh, you know, medicine, uh, we, well, even though it's, you know, in the US, we think that the, they have the best healthcare and all, but it's not accessible to everyone. So that's something that, that I'm really looking into, uh, you know, helping uh, in the future. And uh, I am gonna also, and, and on top of doing medicine, MD, I'm also going to study MPH, um, which is a master of public health. That's something that I think, uh, you know, it's gonna provide me with uh, a lot of the knowledge that I need to, to help with the, the gap that exists in medicine. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Murad. Um, I feel like there's definitely a lot of disparities, gaps in medicine. And I feel like uh, we definitely need a more diverse healthcare population in order to fill that gap in and reach out to, you know, different communities, different type of people to be able to relate to them, not just at um, like a level of, you know, knowing or being from the same background, but actually understanding and comprehending the different aspects and being able to relate to that while respecting boundaries. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said for like preventative medicine as well. Um, if people just don't have the education and uh, knowledge that, you know, um, something can be preventable um, when they keep doing something that's actually hurting their bodies. Um, you know, preventative medicine, we talk a little bit about that, but if you guys ever uh, do any kind of medical mission work, go anywhere to do anything like that, I just want you to know you can always uh, reach out to us because we love donating medical equipment. A lot of times people will take a bunch of equipment over to other places, to more rural areas who don't have the medical equipment they need to just do 
do basic diagnostic um, things to find out, you know, blood pressure and all that. But um, and a lot of times they'll, uh, we'll leave it over there. So the people that are still there, the healthcare workers over there can have medical equipment to be able to just even do basic care for other people. It's an amazing initiative. We'd definitely love to be part of it. Okay, so I want to get to know you guys a little bit. Obviously, you both work out because that's how this this friendship happens. You're obviously both into like keep fit fitness and, and staying healthy. Um, what other kind of things do you guys like to do for fun? Because I know um, being in medical school, podiatry school, doing all of that is not easy. It takes a lot of your time. So I'd love to just hear kind of like what that balance is going to look like for you and what your plans are and how to kind of manage your time and other things you like to do aside from medicine, other hobbies and passions. Sadly, mines are also all a little based around fitness because I feel like for me it's just um, it's an it's a quick escape, you know, rather it be a 30 minute, 45 minute workout or I try I try doing different stuff. It's not always just weightlifting. I, you know, I try to get into different kind of sports, fishing. I'm going to actually try golf for the first time now. Uh, being that I'm in Chicago, we got a little bit more space over here than New York. So I'm going to go ahead and try that too. Um, but yeah, I'm really into the outdoorsy kind of stuff, kayaking and all that different stuff, which is also going to be a little hard being the high management of being a medical student and trying to balance that. But I, I'd say the, the number one thing is uh, trying to find that balance. I feel like that's super important. Um, stick on to the things that you really love and like to do because you don't want to let go of that because that's when it sort of gets like imbalancy and then you'll realize that you're getting exhausted faster or you're draining too much time into a certain aspect so try to balance everything out as hard as it sounds it could be done though i think better agree more with sean um 100 there's there's things that that you love and you need to continue to do that to stay sane um so what i like to do uh, obviously besides medicine i love i love playing soccer um i also do other sports i do jujitsu as well um, recently I put a stop into that, uh, you know, I've injured myself doing that. So I had to relax a little bit. Uh, again, Sean, you studying ankle and, and, uh, you know, put an ankle, uh, hopefully it'll help me out in the future. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, besides that, I, I love reading. Um, I've been reading a lot of books over the summer, had a little bit of free time, um, as well as just hanging out with my friends. So, so how I like to manage my things is that uh, there are certain things that I, I set as non-negotiables, such as taking care of yourself, you know, working out, uh, setting it, setting aside time to, to socialize, you know, go out with your friends. Um, these are the things that I set as non-negotiables. Uh, you know, I would always make sure that I have time for those. And you do have time for those 30 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, it doesn't have to be four or five hours. Uh, besides studying, you can always set time to take care of yourself. And, and that's how I've been doing it for, for, you know, last couple of years. And, and, you know, I feel amazing. I feel great. Yeah. It's really great advice. I think balance is always key being over here. I'm a, I'm a big dancer yoga person. And I have to remind you guys who are always doing the heavy lifting at the gym, that stretching is very important. Okay. You got to keep your ability. Yeah. I've, I definitely agree. I've been I've been doing yoga for for a while now. Actually, I I really enjoy it. I, I do it about once or twice a week. Not the best at it, but again, you know, because I play soccer with the team, uh, it's kind of mandatory for me to do it. But it helps me with mobility and feel feel so much good. Feel so much good after. Yeah, if you haven't tried, you should try hot yoga. It's it's amazing. It's an um, 
in a 103 degree room if you can hang with it and a little bit of humidity, but it's definitely um, kind of feels like um, a detox, a workout, stretching, and therapy all in one thing because it's just like it's yoga, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, stretching is important. And I always have to remind the gym guys like, hey, you guys make sure you're touching your toes still because, you know, we got to keep the mobility going. You know that. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak on that because <laughs> I need to do more of that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you guys. While I was doing jujitsu, uh, they, they really made sure they were flexible because you, you're, you get into such weird positions that it's like, if you're not flexible, you're going to like literally fold. It's, it's insane. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine you're probably a little doing more flexibility movement than Sean. So I guess Sean is the one we're on. We got to make sure Sean's stretching. <laughs> guys, send me your workout plans. I'm down for it. I'll try it. <laughs> how did you guys, how did you guys come across MDF instruments? I'm so curious. How'd you find us? Ooh, I have a great story for this. So actually, the first set of scope that I did get from my class was an MDF set of scope. So that's what I got when I was doing my EMS course. So that was sort of like the finish line. They give you all the equipment and stuff with the course. So that's what they gave me. And I still have that set of scope to this day because I've sort of been using it. I sort of hanged it on my wall when I was actually studying for the MCATs and all that stuff. And I even bought it here with me to Chicago, actually. Um, so yeah, it's been super reliable. I've used it in emergency medical services. So you can imagine in some of the serious situations that we get into, where I have to listen to lung sounds or heart rates or blood pressure. And it's been, it's been not a problem for me. I, I put it at the top notch with one of the other equipments that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first time I actually learned about it was through Sean. He was telling me about his EMT. He told me about MDF, uh, how amazing they were. He's like, bro, check this out. They're so amazing. They even have a social media page and whatnot. So that's that's when I learned about it, uh, and I got to have one of those one of one of the stethoscope as well, uh, and and I loved it. And uh, so that that's how I found out about MDF. So uh, me and Sean, we are planning um, to start um, a partnership in the future uh, in social media, where we want to help other pre med students that are in the, in in you know in the DPM or MD or DO track. Any, any medical track uh, that needs help, guidance, mentorship, whatever you call it. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to do different things uh, such as, you know, events, um, mentorship, uh, Q&As, different social media events to help them out. So that's, that's where we're kind of currently working on that right now. Yeah, and I, I also feel it's important that um, we're going to go over a lot of the interprofessional practices and stuff in medicine. Because you don't really see collaborations like a podiatrist and someone who's doing your MD. That's something like somebody does in the long run if you work in a multi-specialty group or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, me and Murad could end up working together if he goes into like specific fields like sports medicine or orthopedics. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how you can make these connections at a very young time and be able to steer that into the direction you want to. Please keep us in mind too, for anything you guys ever need, you want to do giveaways or, you know, uh, do more podcasts as you guys get further down along in your journey. If you guys start doing something like that, I'm, I'm happy to get you back on to talk about, you know, whatever you're doing to help other students and other people who are getting into the medical field. But that does remind me, I do have a question for you guys. One other question. Um, if you could tell your, your younger self anything, like give your younger self some advice for what you know now, what, what would it be? I'd say keep going 
because you don't know where life is going to steer you. Um, so I feel like definitely, definitely the keep going part. If it was short and sweet, to just keep going. That's it. Because I feel like a lot of us give up on our hopes, our dreams and stuff a little too early, or we feel a little unaccomplished, or we feel like, oh, we can't reach that goal or that milestone that we really want to. But I feel like those two words keep going. I feel like that really sticks to a person and you can always um, you, you hang on that, utilize that. And yeah, I'd say, I'd say keep going. Yeah, it's an amazing advice. Um, I would I would say uh, to my younger self to, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. What that means is I was always uh, a shy person uh, as, as uh, you know, in high school. Um, I didn't like public, public speaking, even presenting in classes to get me nervous. And, and you know, something that I learned is, is being comfortable in a comfortable situation really helps someone grow. Um, and that's one of the biggest advice that I can give myself. It's, and it's so true too. Like we, we grow so much by going outside of our comfort zones and then we're so we're capable of so much more than we, we ever even thought we were and perseverance. I mean, not giving up because you never know how close you are. Some, someone told me this one time, they're like, imagine that there is, this is kind of weird, but just roll with me for a second. They said, imagine there's a spider crawling across the ceiling, right? And it's going all the way across the ceiling and it gets, it's it's so close to the end. It's so close, but it doesn't know that it is because it can't see the end. It just turns around and goes back. But it was like this close to being, you know, across the ceiling. It's kind of one of those things where you never know how close you are um, until you're at the finish line sometimes. So you got to keep going and keep persevering through all the hardships that you face. I think it's really great advice. It's been such a pleasure having you guys on the podcast. Can you please give your social media handles for everyone listening and watching who wants to come follow your journey, maybe get some more advice and talk to you more later? Absolutely. So my Instagram handle is at Sean Ankles, S-H-A-W-N-A-N-K-L-E-S. Thank you, guys. And uh, my Instagram handle is at Murat. Razak underscore 11. So that's M-U-R-A-D-R-A-Z-Z-A-K underscore 11. Thank you so much.